Thank you for joining the EFBC podcast, where the purpose of the podcast is uh, to make me money. We're not like uh, the hypocrites, professional athletes that say, hey, it's for you. It's for the people. It's for my family. No, 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 no. This is to make me money. And the way you make money in capitalism is through collaboration. You collaborate with folks. That's why we got the Marine, Josh Luna with us. And we're collaborating to make money on these games. I have an MBA. I have a master's of business science. I took a restaurant with $8,000 in uh, Pinellas Park, Florida and turned it into $800,000 six years later. So what we do is we use business and financial concepts to make money on these games. And every podcast is really a business meeting. And every business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. And an outcome is we went 70% NFL last week, coming off 77% NBA, all the games. And now we are at 67% college, but I could not do it without the Marine Josh Luna. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm ready for these games tomorrow. And we're watching football right here. We got Miami and NC State, so. <laughs> I'm ready for this football weekend. Nice, nice football weekend, and it's always uh, more exciting, right? When yes. you're paying for your gasoline. My wife hasn't paid for gasoline since 2011. We uh, we added it up. It's thirty thousand dollars in gasoline off betting off games. So, what's the first game we're going to tackle? The Marine, Josh Luna. I think we got to stay local. And we got to tackle the first game of the seasons for both UCLA and USC and hit the Pac-12 first. And UCLA is heading to Boulder, Colorado. New head coach, young team over there. And Chip Kelly has, you know, it's his third, fourth, fourth year uh, with UCLA. They got to start winning soon. It's actually, yeah, his third year. So, yeah, right. they need to get some Ws going on. And this is why we're taking UCLA to start the season off. Not only just winning, but covering the spread at minus six. Yeah, they're going to cover the spread. Uh, Carl Dorrell. What was that called? Worst coaches of all time. Former UCLA. You know, when I talk about failing forward, the man gets fired from each job he gets. And he gets the head coaching job at UCLA. Uh, breaking in a new quarterback, new systems. Chip Kelly in his third year is probably a coaching mismatch. So go with the UCLA Bruins, minus the six, two offensive coaches. I've been 100%, man, including Thursday night. When you go two offensive coaches going against each other, it's gone over. And uh, they, especially in LA, they didn't do a lot of, uh, now that I think about Colorado either, they couldn't do a lot of hitting. They did a lot of conditioning, but not hitting because of the COVID 19. So look for this game to go over. 56 points so okay. UCLA minus six over 56 okay I agree I think I think we're gonna you know really hit well with UCLA and now the other team in in town SC hosting Arizona State something about that line being too high for me that's way too high right way too high 
plus 11. Uh, Arizona State has eight guys coming back on defense, and this is a coaching mismatch. When you look at the defensive coordinator for Arizona State being uh, Marvin Lewis, the guy who single-handedly got the Cincinnati Bengals in the playoffs, and he's now the defensive coordinator of Arizona State against Graham Harrell. So the, the airway is going to have to figure out how to beat the rush three, drop eight. There's going to be a lot of running in this game. Uh, so take the under. Take the under. And the under in that game is going to be 57. So take under 57 and take Arizona State plus 11 against uh, Gomer uh, Gomer. Kyle, otherwise known as Gomer Clay Helton. Yeah. <laughs> Clay Helton. Yeah. Uh, you'll see a win. They have, they have better talent across the board. And they're working on the running game. And they have, I mean, even though they're not experienced, they do have great athletes on the offensive line at USC. Young guys. They'll win the game. And Borough Lindo is going to do a good job on defense. But they will not cover the 11 points. Okay, okay. Finally, on on, uh, Periscope, let me know any questions you have related to college football. We're 67% and 52.5% is break even. So let me know which games you want to make money on. Okay. Pac 12 game. What do you think about that? Oh, ASU is going to keep it close. I mean, ASU, they're returning a pretty good roster. That 10 and a half, you know, 11 point line is just way too high for this team. You know, they, they've been played in games before like this before. And I mean, you got Herm Edwards, you got Marvin Lewis. I trust them over Clay Helton. And <laughs> I trust SC's talent to win the game, but not to cover this spread. Even especially this game is a 9 a.m. game right. in Los Angeles, California. Right. You know, it's going to be a tough wake up for both teams, but I'm right. going to take AS, you know. Man, struggling man, man. Wow. They've, they haven't been practicing as much slow you know low score lower scoring game gonna hit the under asu to cover the spread next game we got the big rivalry probably the best rivalry in the pac-12 the last decade oregon stanford not everyone you know not oregon state oregon not cal stanford oregon and stanford have been really fun to watch lots of low scoring games with david shaw as head coach right Lots of low-scoring games between those two. Defensive battles, Stanford at plus eight and a half. Sounds like a safe bet. Oregon is just – they're trying to get in their new quarterback. They're not, they're not going to have Herbert. You know, they've been missing a lot. They haven't practicing that much. I think Oregon's going to win this game. But at eight and a half, you know, first game of the season, Stanford always shows up pretty well in the beginning of the season, you know. I think Stanford's going to cover this one. 100%, and I'll have uh, in the episode notes a link to the top 10 uh, rules and betting. And the first rule and betting is do not bet your own team. You bet using business and financial concepts, right? Uh, that's why we study the coaches, fundamental analysis. You use uh, corporate governance, and you study the management team to pick a stock, to pick an investment. That's why we talk about the owner. Uh, you gotta use logic. You gotta be non-emotional. So I almost should not bet Oregon games because the head coach at Oregon is Cuban, and I always root for Cuban coaches, right? 
like the Miami coach is Cuban. I root for him. However, typical authoritarian, um, control freak, dominant personality, right? The Oregon head coach. And because of that, he's going to run the ball to death. He was the offensive line coach for uh, Nick Satan at Alabama. Won a few national titles there as an offensive line coach. So what does that mean? He's going to run the ball to death. Uh, even though they have a young offensive line, they had like four or five guys go to uh, the NFL. And, of course, the coach at Oregon is Mario Cristobal from Miami, Florida. Won a national title over there in Miami. And uh, he was there with the Rock at Miami. He was a coach at FIU before he learned how to be a head coach from Nick Satan at Alabama. And, of course, Nick Satan teams, it's that same defense. Bill Belichick, Will Muschamp, who we'll talk about later, Jeremy Pruitt, Kirby Smart, uh, Pete Carroll, they all run the same zone defense. So look for Oregon and Stanford to smash it into each other, try to beat each other to death. So what does that mean? That means the teams that play that way, the dog will cover, and it's going to be under – that total of 52. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you can hear why we make so much money on these games. We pay for vacation, gas, dinners. Betting on college football, pro football, NBA, college basketball. And that's, that's the extent of my expertise. Even though Finished up. We got all the World Series teams right. Yes. We finished like 20 out of 24 uh, Major League Baseball. What's the next game we're going to tackle? The Marine, oh. Josh Luna. All right. Now we're going to shift some gears to some real college football games. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ten. We'll start with the Big Ten before we hit the big boys in the SEC. Nice. And I got a game that, you know, I've, I've been struggling with for a little bit. Hopefully you can help me out. Illinois versus Minnesota. You know, both teams are 0-2. Both teams need some W's to salvage this season. And tell me why we got to go with Illinois plus eight. Go Lovey Smith, the guy who took the Chicago, again, right? We're talking a lot about this. Defensive-minded African-American head coach. Coaches, we just talked about two of them. Herm Edwards at Arizona State and Marvin Lewis, another defensive coordinator for Arizona, and then you have Lovey Smith. And I was privileged. I, this is the first year, Josh. Yes. In 31 years, I could not go to an NFL uh, training camp. So when I lived in Tampa, back in the day, I think it was Tony Dungy's first year, uh, Lovey Smith was linebacker's coach for Tony Dungy, who, went, who ends up winning a Super Bowl. The defensive coordinator was Monty. Kiffin, uh, Lane Kiffin's dad, the head coach at uh, uh, Mississippi. The defensive backs coach was Herman Edwards. And the defensive assistant, uh, sort of like an intern, was Tomlin, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I was lucky, privileged enough to go to that training camp watch those guys coach. Oh, yeah. That was about that was a long was time. some heavy hitters on, you know, defensive court. You know, coaches up there. Yeah, so Lovey Smith. Uh, yeah, now he's making 
six million dollars as the head coach of Illinois game at home in Champaign against uh, row your boat. Row your boat. <laughs> That's the uh, motto for uh, Minnesota. So for that many reasons, uh, Lovey's already covered for us this year. Uh, I think he's his own defensive coordinator again in Illinois. So look for plus eight. We're getting numbers here. It'll be a close game. Should be 34-30. And that'll, that'll take us over that total of 64. So take Illinois plus eight. Uh, and usually this would be an under game, but because of COVID-19, and a guy, you know, a team like Illinois is probably going to hit anyways. They're having shoulder problems because they couldn't hit when they had the real strict COVID-19 yes. uh, restrictions. And, of course, everybody's terrified that Biden's going to win. He thinks he's going to lock us down and have us all these restrictions. I don't think so, but we'll find out. It's going to go by state by state anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so take Illinois plus eight points. A, a Super Bowl winning coach is a defensive coordinator. He was a defensive coordinator for the greatest show on turf, right? The Rams. And then that, he parlayed that to being head coach of uh, the Chicago Bears. And he took the Bears to the Super Bowl with a horrible quarterback, right, Rex? Rex Grossman. Yep. 2006, I think. 2006, yeah. Super Bowl 41. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of so-called sharps. But these sharps, they're 59%. We're 70 to 80%. So we have a better... Um, percentage of these sharps, but they took the line from nine to seven. So we'll tease it back up to eight and take your Ellen, your line I plus eight over 64. Okay. Okay. All right. I like that one. I like that one. Okay. And then another, this is probably the bigger game of the week in the Big Ten. We got the two heavy hitters, Ohio State versus Rutgers. <laughs> Why Greg Schiano? Greg Schiano. Trust in Greg. Rutgers right. is not the same old Rutgers. They're not going to lose by 50, 60 to Ohio State. Right. They're going to cover this 40 plus 40 spread. Greg right. Schiano's going to go work some magic there and they're going to make it maybe a three or four touchdown game, not a six, five or six. Right. Uh, you know, Tony Soprano University. You have those Tony Soprano type Facts. guys. Yes. We got Chiano to go there, the best success ever. Uh, Chiano, it's always kind of weird looking at him because he was part of the Penn State pedophile thing that was going on. He knows nothing. Uh, he was, you know, defense coordinator at Ohio State. So he knows a lot of these players. He recruited them on defense a couple of years back. But he didn't get the head coaching job from Tennessee because of the whole uh, Sandusky pedophile stuff at Penn State. Who knows if he knew anything? Uh, so Rutgers plus, yeah, I don't think they're going to get because he knows all those guys. Uh, I think they're going to take the pedal off the metal in the fourth quarter. And Rutgers is going to cover the whole 40 points in the fourth quarter. Not the whole 40 points, but you know, they'll lose uh, 63 230 or something like that. Yeah, they're, they're going to lose by 30 points, <laughs> at least. <laughs> right. At least. It's, 30 points. It might so be like 56 to 24. Yeah, they'll go over the 64 points now. Yeah. Maybe even 56 to 19. They're not going to lose by 40. Right. 
That sounds the, better. Though. That sounds yeah. like we're all happy. It'll yeah. be, uh, you know, 52, 52 to 20. Yeah, Rutgers is going to get like 20. I don't know if Ohio State's going to rush up, you know, 60 or 70 like they have before on them. Yeah, it'll be 52 to nothing to start the fourth quarter. Yeah, and then Rutgers going to get, you know, going to get, get some, get 14 for us and cover that. So. Exactly. That's exactly the way this game is going to go down. Okay. Okay. All right. And then um, after the, after those two games in the big 10, we got Nebraska and Northwestern. This is a game that I'm, I've been be really game. worried about. It's going to be, a, you, you know, one of the better games of the weekend. Northwestern's one, two and oh, they got, you know, they took a win in Iowa. They've blown out Maryland and Nebraska has only played one game. They lost, they got blown out by Ohio state. This game's in Chan- or in Illinois, in Chicago. And Evanston, Nebraska. Illinois, yeah. That's where uh, Northwestern plays. Evanston, yeah. Illinois. And e- e- Evanston. Yeah, yeah. Evanston. So this is why we're going to go with uh, Nebraska right here at plus four and a half, at plus four. Because Scott Frost is, you know, too good of a coach. And Northwestern, we're not too sure how good of a team they are this year. You know, they're going to be a solid team. They'll win 19 games, right? Mm-hmm. Usually Northwestern has a bad year, which is their last year, and then a good year, right? Yeah. Um, unless you're top five, maybe seven or eight teams that just can get blue shifts, and it doesn't matter if they're all freshmen, you're still going to be pretty good. That's USC, Alabama. It used to be LSU, but LSU is kind of shaky this year with those guys. Uh, Florida, Georgia, all those teams get blue shit. Even Georgia, they look good this year, and they have they're breaking in a, a freshman quarterback, and they have a lot of uh, freshmen on the offensive line. But they're still good, right? Northwestern yes. can't do that. Northwestern has to develop players. That's when I call a developmental program. So they took last year to develop, right? Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term, right? So uh, that's why Northwestern is covering for us and making okay. us money. Okay, Northwestern. However, Nebraska, yeah. the most improvement you make as a college football team is from game one to game two. As well, Nebraska had the week off. So you got to think plus four. Nebraska needs to win. Uh, I call them sort of a fake team, Northwestern, because they're developmental. They don't have a lot of talent, but coaches putting them in the right spots, right? Coaches, uh, uh, you know, making sure they develop physically, but they're not world beaters. So in this type of situation on the margin, take your Nebraska Cornhuskers. Plus the four points. Plus the four points. You got to go over. Right? Evans. Yes. Got to hit the over with this one. Oh, there you go. And what's okay. the over on that game? The over is going to be 55. 55. Over on there, 55. Yeah. So Nebraska plus four over 55. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Another one out over there. You know, we got Penn State and Maryland, and you were talking to me earlier about how Franklin has this rivalry with the Maryland head coach. Explain to these viewers why we got to go with Penn State. Right. And how uh, both out. these guys uh, kept, were on the same staff with Ralph Friedrich in uh, at Maryland. And then as they dispersed, 
they started recruiting against each other, the same guys that recruit the Washington, D.C. area, that whole Baltimore area. And they literally got in a fight at a high school, and they hate each other. Since then, Franklin has blown out. <laughs> blown out. I've seen the scores. Yeah, and uh, anyway, the guy in Maryland, he uh, was so the Maryland the secretaries when he was head coach at New Mexico, he got fired after he had a couple babies and uh, got sued by the women and the university. And of course, he fled to Alabama, where he was uh, the offensive coordinator at Alabama. But before that, he was. Uh, like Nick Satan has like a hundred coaches. He was like an offensive advisor there, and he did so well. That's why he has two his brother as the starting quarterback for Maryland. And Maryland's going to be one of those teams that one game they get blown out, and the other game they, they're close. Uh, this is the game they're going to get blown out, and the next game will be close. And then Penn State, obviously, they're pissed. Uh, from blowing their first two games against Indiana. And then uh, they played a great game against Ohio State. And you know how much talent Ohio State has. Well, let me tell you the, a, a little stat from the last three years. Penn State versus Maryland. Okay. The average score has been 50 to 3. <laughs> Penn State, the last three years. feel it's going to be safe that Penn State is going to at least, you know, get us 26. Yeah. Win by 26. Yeah. Yeah. In Happy Valley. 59 yeah. 59 nothing last year. You know, you know, the worst games have been in Maryland. So at least they have that going for them. Pennsylvania, right. they only lost by 35 last time. Yeah. Penn State, big. Yeah. And the head coach of Maryland, uh, for reference, his name is Mike Loxley. Living his life, right? He's living his best life. <laughs> Having fun. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Me as a financial advisor, I look at, man, he's got a lot of settlements he's paying out there. Blowing the beautiful, nice salary he has as a head coach and, and an offensive coordinator of a major university. But to each his own, man. I'm not here to judge. Okay. The Rounding up the Big Ten, we got um... – Michigan, Indiana. This is the bigger game of the weekend over there. Right. Two, two top, I mean, you know, two ranked teams, two top 20 teams going at it. Right. Indiana has been playing really well this week, this the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. But Michigan is a lot more talented. They're coming off a loss against Michigan State. Right. You know, Indiana, uh, it shocked Penn State. Penn State was holding stuff back because they had uh, Ohio, State. Ohio State next week. So, Coach Tom Allen, that's what I was looking for. And I almost shouldn't bet this game because I am a huge Tom Allen fan. Uh, he was, I graduated from the University of South Florida, if you look up there, alumni. He was a defensive coordinator there when we had the resurgence. We had Marlon Mack, who's now the uh, running back for the Colts, he got hurt, but he was on his way to stardom. Uh, we saw him Thursday night, Valdez Scantling from Lakewood High, where I graduated from, and USF. Uh, he was on that team with 
Coach Allen was a defensive coordinator there. And he's a very inspirational, hardworking guy. He's, in life, he's either smart or hardworking. He's not the brightest star on the planet, but man, is he a hardworking, good Christian man. And I'm a big fan of Tom Allen. But when you're betting on games, when you're making money, when you're married and you're trading uh, Hallmark Christmas movies to watch a game because you're, you know, and your wife knows, oh, I'm going to make some, you know, I can buy a really nice dress or an expensive purse that I don't want money to come out of the savings account or checking or anything. And I want to buy a $800 purse. I know Josh is going to make it betting for me. Yes. Uh, so we got to take emotion out of it, even though I love Tom Allen to death. And Jim Harbaugh has done a horrible job making $10 million a year. Uh, it's really tax mitigation strategies. He uses a whole life policy and then draws money out of it. Spend, right? And I do that for a living. Uh, he's he's got to win this game to keep that money flowing. It's a pandemic. No NFL team is going to overpay for him now. So he has to win this game. And like the Marine Josh Luna was saying, Indiana's not world beaters. No. So take Michigan on the money line. And usually Tom Allen being a defensive type guy and Harbaugh loving the running game, usually you would go under. But you got to be mindfulness. My wife's a psychotherapist, right? She teaches mindfulness. Live in the moment, right? Trump, 45, made the mistake. He ran the 2016 race in 2020, right? And he lost. Yes. Right? He did. He did. So I can't bet last year's Michigan team or last year's Indiana team. That probably this game goes under. This game is going over the total. I believe it was 64. Oh, yeah. For the Michigan-Indiana, yeah, it's 64. 64. So go over 64. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 54. 54. 54. Oh, it should be 64. Yeah. And it's 54. So I'm betting, especially uh, when you've been betting as long as I have. I've been betting around 20 years. However, I have been making big profits and buying things the last 12 years. So the last, first eight years of learning, the last 12 have been banking, right? Because I learned from my mistakes. And then the last podcast I did is the uh, weekly Hawthorne effect. So the Hawthorne effect really comes from uh, Rene Descartes and Rene Descartes story from Socrates. A life unexamined is not worth living. What that means is the Hawthorne effect in management, whatever you track and measure, you improve 10 to 20%. So if you're betting 55%, you analyze your thought process, what you did wrong, and you increase it, your percentage to 75%, right? So yes. you try to get it, you know, between 65 and 70%. Why is that important? Because 52.5% is break even. So between 52.5% and 75% is compound interest every week. So that's why you'll see it on the on the podcast when you go on there, eight, nine consecutive weeks. So eight, nine consecutive weeks, what that means is 
compound interest on the money. We're making money every single week. So that's NFL eight weeks consecutive profit and college football. We're going on our 10th week of profit. Okay. So we're betting this year's Indiana Hoosiers and this year's Michigan Wolverines. That's why the game is going over the 54 points because Vegas has a 2019 number. This is 2020. Yes. They're the same, the same teams, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. Can we get to this SEC talk now? Let's go. The SEC, hard-hitting SEC. Thank you, it. SEC, for diving headfirst into the wedge. <laughs> no other conference, not even no NFL's in that. And hard-hitting, man. Yeah, SEC. Hard-hitting SEC. Best team there for a reason. Yeah, big time. Okay, we got We'll, we'll start up. We'll start off. We'll say the best game for last. All right. AM traveling to South Carolina. And, you know, AM, I know they're a top 10 team. I think they're ranked eight. South Carolina, they've been playing close games this year. You know, they've been, except that LSU game, you know, that was a terrible game for them. But they've covered the spread most of the games. You got to take South Carolina at plus 10. AM. 100%. AM is not. A top 10 they they are a top 10 team but they are not as good as a top 10 team they right. struggle with south carolina south carolina has been keeping most of the games close right this is going to be in columbia and south carolina is going to cover this plus 10. a hundred percent agreement on that one and what are we going to do about the over under the over under for you right now let me let me get back to that one i really oh, i just had that one for you Oh, yeah. Okay. Overrunners at 59. 59. Let's go over, man. It's going to probably be 34 oh, yeah. 30. 34 30. Okay. We're hitting the over on that one. Again, uh, both both of them are Nick Satan guys. Uh, yes. Both of them won national championships with Nick Satan. Both of them pretty much run the same offense, the same defense. The edge is Texas A&M. Salesman thing short term, businessman thing long term. And even though that Texas A&M offensive line has like 130 career starts to start the season, now they're probably 200 career starts to control the game with line of scrimmage. The Texas A&M team we saw in the beginning of the season is not the one you're going to see at the end. Uh, Coach Fisher's won a national title with Florida State. He won a national title as the offensive coordinator at LSU for Nick Satan. So what that means is he's thinking long-term. He wants to get somehow into the SEC title game. He wants his team to be playing better at the end of the season. He has a senior quarterback who can run and, and that Nick Satan defense and that Pete Carroll defense, Bill Belichick defense, they've won a lot of titles. But the Achilles heel has always been, and I remember Menzel took advantage of it, they don't account for the quarterback. So Mons is gonna be able to run pretty good on South Carolina. Well, Mushan, great strategist. He'll keep the game close. Okay, okay. We got that one. Um, let me see this real quick. After AM and USC, Vanderbilt is traveling at Mississippi State. Vanderbilt's just been a terrible team. They're not <laughs> a good team. Mississippi State hasn't been a great team either. They're looking for some W's. 
And I think they're going to really take advantage of this Vanderbilt team and really blow them out. And we're taking Mississippi State at minus 19. We know it hasn't been the easiest time for them. They've had players leave the program. They just had a running back. So why wouldn't it be an easy Vanderbilt team to help get some stress off so they could beat them really bad and cover this 19-point spread? Right. And uh, Mike Leach doesn't give up. He doesn't stop scoring. He's going to try to run up the score. Yeah, he's going to want this one. Yeah, and whatever the uh, total is, take the over. Take the over, yeah. Take the over. That over right now is 45. Oh, definitely. Take that over. Oh, yeah. That right now. At 45? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Even double down. Double, you know, again, we'll put the top 10 rules of betting on the episode notes. You never bet more than 25% of your bankroll. You bet equal amounts on every game. Get arbitrage, which is right out of the finance world. Uh, whenever you have similar or related assets, uh, when you bet 10 or more, you get more value because you take advantage of market inefficiency. You know, like I've been saying, all these teams from the same type of systems that make some similar assets that by betting 10 or more and by betting equal amounts on each game, you get more value. It's a very good strategy for long-term uh, wealth creation in your bank world, right? Mm-hmm. So when I say double down, I mean double what you usually bet on the over between Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Why am I not saying 25% of the bankroll? Because these are two loser programs right now. What I mean by that is a loser program is like that member of your family who's always having problems, but you love them. And they ask you for $25. And they say, let me borrow $25. And you say, I'm going to give you $25 and I don't want it back. Because you know you're not going to get it back. And then for Thanksgiving dinner, dinner's at 6. And they're showing up at 6.45 saying that, you know, the first ham they cooked got burnt. They had to cook another ham. Da, da, da. So that's why you don't bet 25% on these yeah. Because they're like this. Well, you might double down on the over, right? Yeah. Really too bad defenses. Well, actually, Mississippi State's a pretty decent defense. They've just been on the field all year. And teams are getting shoulder injuries now because of COVID-19. So, yeah, look for this game to go over. And for uh, Mississippi State to cover those 19 points. Like the Marine Josh Luna is telling Go Bulldogs. (laughs) Go Bulldogs. Do it. Okay. This is a big game in the SEC. It's a game that I'm feeling really confident in. Very confident. Tennessee is traveling in Arkansas. Arkansas has been playing really well this year. They've covered the spread. They've actually covered the spread in seven straight games, going back to last year. Every game this week this year has been a lot closer than the experts predicted, except the Georgia game. They, you know, they still covered that game. Right. And yeah, they still covered that game. <laughs> 28 points they lost by 27 they're still covering still covering they still, that's what we care about yeah that's all we care about and right now tennessee is at minus one and a half at arkansas tennessee is not really good they're not a team that scares me arkansas right. has you know they played at some tough teams this year they played them tough they lost at a&m last week by 11 to cover that 12 and a half and you know i think it's just arkansas is rolling 
I've been rolling with them. I haven't lost with them this year. And I'm going to continue to just continue to, I mean, I think they're going to steal this win from Tennessee. They're going to get this one hosting. This game's in Fayetteville. So I think they're going to beat Tennessee this week. Cover at one plus 1.5. Nice. What do you think about the over-under? Oh, I, okay. Let's see that. Let's see this uh, just to double check. the. Okay. So it's at 52 and a half. Ah, man, Arkansas's games, they haven't been scoring too much. I want to, I, I don't want to say they've been more of a defensive team and Tennessee, you know, they haven't been too good, but 52 seems a little low for me. Yeah. We're going to go. Yeah, I think 52 is just too low. And I 100% agree with that. You crushed that. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Arkansas, we're going to ride those hogs. Yeah, the, the last they three weeks. They've been catching for us all season. Yeah, no, they've been covering. The last three games, they've been hitting around 30 in the points. And I'm thinking this game's probably going to go maybe um, they're probably going to steal this one 31 to 28, you know, 34 to – to 30, but yeah, it's going to hit the over at 52 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Buy that half a point, buy it down. Hit that over. I'm going to ride the Arkansas. Ride Arkansas. We are Kansas. Let's go back. Florida, what you call them, the uh, Arkansas. You mean Arkansas? <laughs> Arkansas, yeah. Hey, go Hawks, as long as they win, as long as they go cover. Lose by one. I don't care. Cover this spread. <laughs> Cover this one and a half. Okay. And then this is going to be the uh, the big SEC game right here. Yeah, we got everyone else in the SEC. There's only four yeah. games this weekend. The big game of the week, the biggest game in the SEC East all year. Florida, Georgia, world's largest cocktail party in Jacksonville, Florida. Go dogs. Go dogs. Georgia is a better team. This is a really tough one for me. You know, right. I know you, you had to talk me into this one, but Georgia, well, Georgia and Florida. I, I want to bet Florida, right? Yeah. Uh, but until Mullen beats Smart, right? Until he does that. And this is the year he should do that. I mean, he has Trask with some point. People felt that he could play. Heisman Trophy candidate. Florida always has a good defense because there's so many players. Right? One through 100 in Florida is good coming out of high school. And Florida gets a top-tier talent. They have a great coach. Uh, great defensive coordinator at Florida. Uh, Mullen, you know, he got Dak Prescott in the NFL. He's a great uh, – he coached Tim Tebow. So it's all set, right, for Florida to beat Georgia after getting beat a lot back and forth yes. in the offseason. Uh, Georgia's getting three, four points. So that's one of these games where you could bet uh, Florida plus four points, then bet Georgia – the money line. And then uh, if you get two out of three, right, it's 66%. Break even is 52.5%. So you're still making money. 
And that's the whole point. And what's the over-under of this game? Oh, for Florida and Georgia? It's yeah. the uh, 54. It's yeah, 54. What do you think about that? It sounds kind of low, right? For that's that's pretty low. That's pretty low. It's going to – I mean, I don't think – I don't expect it to be a 30-30 game. Right. It's going to be right around there. But I think it, it might hit up – I think it's going to hit the over. I think it's going to get to about 57, you know, 56, barely hit the yeah. over. But Florida has has had problems uh, tackling, right? And their defense coordinator is Todd Grant. Yes. He's a great defensive coordinator, have a lot of talent, but they've had problems tackling COVID-19. Uh, defenses have shoulder problems. And, man, Georgia's a hard-hitting team. So this is going to be a hard-hitting game, physical, emotional, probably going to go crazy. So to make money on it, to be Warren Buffett, and hopefully win three, times, three sides of the bet, it's three and a half, buy that extra point and make it Florida plus four. Georgia on the money line and the over on this game. Yes. Okay. What do you think the Marine Josh Luna? Georgia money line. I'm definitely about it. Um, if we, yeah, if you could buy that point to make it Florida plus four, go for that. But I think it's going to be a really close game. And I think Georgia is going to pull it out. Fun game. Big rivalry game. Fun game. A hundred percent. So what are your final thoughts? What do you think? The Marine Josh Luna. I'm thinking I'm, um, I'm thinking, I know we've gone through most of the games, but I just want one more game to talk about. And this is the game of the week, you know, in all of college football, not the SEC. This is Clemson at Notre Dame. Oh, that's right. And this is Clemson at Notre Dame. This is Clemson, you know, without Trevor Lawrence. Right. And they go to South Bend as six-point favorites. Ooh. Yeah, six-point favorites. Over-under is at 50. I think Clemson's just a better football team all around without Trevor Lawrence. Notre's going to definitely be a little bit closer, but I don't know. I just, Notre Dame fails to, you know, show up in these big games. So this one worries me. I want to go, I want to say Clemson, especially with that new quarterback, but they are, they do have a quarterback in his second game. Right. That's the guy from Notre Dame though. Yeah. Yeah. He looked so. smooth last week. He looked great. I mean, he played really good towards the end, the second half. They figured, you know, he kind of figured Boston College out. Yeah, modern day, you know, get those LA people get mad at me. I think he's yeah. from um, St. John Bosco. Oh, I, actually, yeah, I think he's Bosco. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they'll get upset. <laughs> <laughs> that makes those programs yeah, up. They would get really upset at me, man. They're come on, you're confusing with our rivals. Yeah. Right. What kind of LA guy are you, man? I was, went away 20 years and came back. But, uh, yeah, I think San John Bosco, I remember watching him last year. He's smooth. Uh, he's a slap in the face of Gomer Helton, right? You got Bryce Young at Alabama who's looking good. He probably should be at USC. You got this guy from uh, John Bosco. And, th man, this guy looks – he's 6'4", has a rocket arm, smart guy. It's going to be – not as tough, right? What do you think, Marine um, Josh Luna? Is this not going to be as tough playing in South Bend without fans, really? Without fans, yeah. It's, I mean, I mean, this could be still one of the better Notre Dame teams of the last couple of years. I mean, they've yeah, Notre they've Dame been blowing teams out. You know, they've been playing better. Uh, 
They blew up Pittsburgh recently. I mean, yeah, they're, they're a solid team. I just, you know, I'm not really sold. I haven't. Yeah, you know, in Notre Dame used to be, like I say, you know, the, the big they line, used to be right? Clemson. Yeah. Well, Clemson yeah. is. You have right that now. line, right? Um, we talk about blue ships, right? USC, LSU, yeah. Alabama, Texas A&M now, you know, where they get blue ships, Georgia, Florida. Blue ships are good year in, year out. doesn't matter if they're young or old. Notre Dame has changed, right? Now Notre Dame is a developmental team, almost like North or Stanford because of the academic standards. You have to be really good at the books. So they get upper-level three stars, right, who are 4.0 at school. And then they develop them at Notre Dame, puts them in the right spot, right? Uh you know, develop them physically, but they're not world beaters. Clemson, they're blue chips, and A through Z, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to that guy from St. John Bosco is a freshman. He looked good, and he overcomes whatever with natural physical talent. Yeah, However, tough. I think Notre Dame's going to be ready for this game. Five Notre Dame, um, they play that zone defense. So I agree, I agree with the Marine, Josh Luna. They're not going to cover the six points, but the game will probably be under. I, I could see, you know, 27-7 game. Okay, yeah. 27-14. Under, under the 50, and Clemson covering uh, the six points because Clemson, man, Dabble Sweeney, if he was a minister, that's what they say he's going to be after. You know, he either is going to go to Alabama, be the head coach there because he's from Alabama, or he might, because Devil Sweeney has made so much money that he can retire right now. His great grandkids have money, and he can become a preacher. And if Devil Sweeney became a preacher, you would have to leave your wallet at the house because you would have no money coming back. <laughs> so he's a lights out recruiter. That's why I say that. You know, he teaches his staff to be. I mean, the guy, you know, he got DeAndre Hopkins and Sean Watson and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, and on and on and on and on. So the recruiting is top-notch. And he has so many players, so much depth that as a newly, you know, for us who've been watching football for 40 years, newly developmental team Notre Dame. They don't get Lou Holtz, right? That's why they got him out of Notre Dame. He won a national title, but he was getting blue trips. He was getting guys who probably shouldn't have been at Notre Dame academically. Yeah. And uh, Chip Kelly doesn't do that. He gets guys who, who can make the grades. But there's a trade-off. They're not as good as physically as your Florida States, right? Who's in that conference and uh, Clemson. So I agree with the Marine Josh Lunas. Yeah, Clemson. Clemson minus the six, under 50. All right. And that's, that's the games we have this week, according to what I got. Awesome. Any final words, the Marine Josh Luna? Let's watch some football tomorrow. I can't wait. <laughs> yes, and all the picks are free. You do not have to pay Action Sports $300 a month. You don't have to pay anybody for picks. You got all the games for free at a higher percentage of what you can pay for because we have an abundance mentality versus scarcity. And we always end with the words of Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening.
to the ESBC, betting and gambling and financial podcast. Stream goes off. That was really good. Yeah. You crushed it. I forgot what game it was, but um, you crushed it. You nailed it. I mean, that's perfect. Get that rolling.